Hey, 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 guys. Welcome back to another episode of Fat Girl Skinny World Under Vegas Lights. It's your girl, Siobhan, here. Thank you so much for joining me in another episode. And just a quick re- request that if you guys are loving what I talk about and you're finding it um, helpful in your own business journey, be sure that after you listen to the podcast, make sure you leave a review, like it, share it, post it, tweet about it, um, you know, listen to it in the morning when you're going to work or when you're getting your morning started. Let me know if, you know, what I'm doing is helping you. Because after all, I'm not just doing this for my own cathartic um, reasons. You know, I do actually want to provide substance to everybody else who is listening. So be sure if you're on Anchor or, and I think on Anchor, you have to kind of leave like a message um, on podcasts regarding Apple or Google. I think you can just leave a review if you have signed up. So be sure to leave me a review. I so appreciate it. But yeah, welcome back. Happy Sunday. Um, I just want to check in. How is everybody doing? How was your week? Hopefully you all got to eat some great food, spend time with loved ones. You learned something about your business. You learned something about yourself um, that really impacted how you go about your day and your weekend and that your weekends aren't just full of going out to eat clubbing and going to sleep. Because <laughs> let's face it, depending on what age you're at or what age you feel you are at, that is what your weekends might be about. Nothing wrong with it at all. But at some point you have to kind of restructure things and rethink how you spend each day. Make sure they are efficient and you're getting the most out of the day that you are given um, because the days aren't promised. And so we have to make sure that we're doing the most. Now you can relax. You do need some time to rest and relax and kind of recoup the mind and recoup the brain a little bit, you know, recharge. Um, I did that today. I binge watched Jane the Virgin. Um, yeah, so that was, that was good times, literally 22 episodes. (laughs) But in between that, um, while I was watching, I ate and I also, um, steamed some items for my Poshmark closet and listed some items and I should have been doing way more but I just uh, I think it was a little too relaxed unfortunately Um, because I ended up messing up one of the listings that I put on Poshmark and that was completely my bad I'm kind of no there's no kind of I am completely bummed about it and I feel That's a good word to put how I feel. I feel like a major disappointment. And I'm the type of person who will... Again, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm a writer. I should be able to find words. (laughs) I'm the type of person who will make myself feel really, really bad for a long time and make myself feel really um crappy for making a mistake it is an honest mistake and i corrected it by relisting it you know um and putting the proper you know price on what i actually am presenting so i corrected my mistake but it's one of those things where i just lost out on money And it is a feeling that since becoming a business owner, I feel this strange um, connection to losing money. Um, And it's not even money that I already had. It's money that I could have made. You know what I mean? And it's like when you get to that point, you really start to take stock of how you spend your dollars you know, are the dollars going toward things that will last? You know, is the dollar going to make $4 for you or is it just going to make another dollar? So you break even. And I feel like crap right now. And so I, business aside, I'm trying not to fall back into a pattern that I used to do when I would fail at something which is 
you know, again, go inward. And then second, punish myself, which is not cool. So I'm just going to, what I, I think what I should do is make sure that my mind is focused and make sure that I am eating properly so that food does not become something that is getting in the way of me thinking clearly. So that when I am going into the business mode, I'm sharp and I'm focused. And not saying that will completely eliminate mistakes, but it will drastically reduce them. And I also think that by me being on Poshmark so far, everything has been looking up and it's been rosy. And, you know, in my haste to, you know, make things happen and and do all these different things, selling on Mercari and eBay and Poshmark and, you know, trying to to change all this stuff, I, I lost sight, maybe, of what I was doing it for. And so it's, you know, me messing up has humbled me and now it has slowed me down also. And so, and you have to think that in business, when you ask the universe, if you believe in the universe, or if you ask God, you ask Jesus, you ask Buddha, whomever you pray to, whoever you look up to for guidance, you put that out there that you want the ramp up. You want business. You want it to come and you want sales. You you know, you want all this stuff. And you you have to take stock that you've got to be on it. You know, that is really the time for no mistakes. And for me, I can't allow the enemy to say, oh, she messed up. Here's my chance. No, 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 because I see that this is a prime opportunity and I see it as a prime opportunity for the enemy to come in and say that because he knows or it knows how I normally feel when I fail, when I do something wrong, when I mess up, when I'm like, oh, when it's immediately felt that something I did is wrong. He knows how I normally react. And I've got to really, 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 really pray and ask for the strength to not fall into those normal patterns of behavior of extreme self-doubt. You know, feeling that I'm, you know, horribly bad at this. You know, like, I quit. Like, the feeling like I want to quit. Like, okay, this is just not for me. Nothing's selling anyway. I quit. I did something wrong. I've got to be very careful and guard my heart that... And really guard my heart against my own thoughts, which is very, very difficult to do. But for me in my life, it, it's going to take some some prayer. And coincidentally, I was listening to um, Dr. Juanita Bynum and she talks about fasting. And my brother has, you know, he's used to doing, you know, phases of intermittent fasting. But fasting, when it comes to your spirit, means you actually pray. You actually are in, in a deeply rooted and a deeply committed path to taking in the word, the biblical word, at the same time cleansing out patterns and and activities that were causing you stress and harm. For me, it would be overeating. And what I would tend to do when I, you know, felt I was horribly in the wrong is I would overeat and I would overeat so much that I would make myself sick. And at this stage in the game, at this age, we, we the, the body just really can't afford to do that. Uh, even if I wanted to, I can't do it. 
because the body has now said, Siobhan, we are no longer 22. We are not 25. We're not even 30. Honey, you cannot do that to us anymore. The body has turned on me and it's like, nope, I, the body has taken a stance against me. So (laughs) I can't physically even go that route if I wanted to. And the fact that the urge is there, the fact that, you know, and and this is the problem of staying at home all day. You stay at home all day. And even though you're working, you've got to be active and you've got to be careful about what you eat. Because if you don't, you end up sitting down watching TV all day, eating a lot of bread. And that's not good. So I've got to be really careful uh, about how I how I think about this, you know, how I see things not going. And I was already in a, in a kind of a funk because this weekend I put up sales, you know, that I was having. And I got a lot of shares, of course, that shared, shared, shared all weekend. When I tell you my fingers were moving, they were moving from Friday to today. They They have been moving. And... The one time I get a sale this whole weekend, you know, I mess it up. And so I've got to be careful not to get on myself so much that I retreat in and that I think about this as a as a moment to just beat myself up. It's simply a lesson. It's simply a lesson. It's a lesson in constantly being focused about what you're doing, constantly being focused about the job, understanding fabrics, understanding, um, you know, what you need to do and how you need to take care of garments. And so, so you don't run into this situation again. And so I know I'll be fine. It's just, you know, dealing with it the first few hours in for me, it's going to be rough because I, I just know me. But in the spirit of learning different behaviors, in the spirit of doing something new, in the spirit of um, just thinking about how to handle certain situations in a different light, it helps me know that on the other side, everything is going to be okay. So um, that was Sunday. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, I mean, the rest of the weekend, you know, was great. You know, I really didn't do much. Um, I was able to ship off one package on Saturday. Um, if you follow my Instagram, you, you'll know that I had choices to make. Um, I stayed in the house all day up until like 4.15 and then decided to go out and realize both the post office and the cleaners closed at 5.00. And I'm like, okay, so how, and I didn't have any gas. So I'm like, okay, how do I get gas, go to the cleaners and go to the post office? And they're like 15 minutes apart and make it there by five at each place with traffic. Yeah, that didn't happen. (laughs) Cause when I got to the post office, it was like 4.30 and there was a line. So now it became 4.40 by the time I got back in the car, it was 4.50. And there was no way in the cleaners. It was like 15 minutes for me. There's no way. And it's a Saturday afternoon. No, there's no way I was getting over there by 5. So I just said, okay, I have to get my clothes another day. <laughs> Business comes first. So, um, but yeah, Friday, um, you know, I, I listed some things. So this weekend was kind of slow in terms of, you know, just doing things um, for Poshmark and uh, putting some listings in. Um, but I was supposed to do some other things with the virtual assistant business and I have to get to that. And it's just a realization that, man, I need my own virtual assistant <laughs> because doing all of this is just, I have a full-time job. That I go to Monday through Friday. I had doctor's appointments this week. Three of them, mind you. And I had to list for Poshmark. And I check my phone like all day. All day. I'm sharing all day. So I check my phone all day. And then I'm trying to do things with the virtual assistant business. And then I want to do the, the, the podcast episodes. And then there's the newsletter. And now I'm thinking about um, throwing in creating my book. So... <laughs> It's just like, okay, Siobhan, you want to do 10 different things. Um, How? How are you going to do that? 
How are you gonna do? And then on top of that, try to think of a moment to network and go to events. And I missed out on a couple this week because I just, I just didn't have the energy. I didn't have it. I, I just didn't have it. And so once again, there's this feeling that I am losing. That other people are more tired than me, but they still find a way to, to get up and show up. And it's just like, okay, it's got to be the diet. There's got to be the diet. I can't see me being gung-ho about events, scheduling events, going on Eventbrite, and, and ordering tickets for events, and then not going. That's just silly. That's a waste of that person's time, too. But when the day comes, I'm so like, ugh. And not that I don't want to go, but it's just the energy isn't there. And so, which is something that I miss when I was healthier, um, which was like a couple years ago. I miss the energy that I had to get up and go and always be on the go. And now it's like the brain wants to be on the go, but the body says something else. And I'm telling you, you, you've got to really be healthy when you have a business because you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out on opportunities to meet people, um, talk about capital, talk about investments, talk about your ideas, your plans, you know, get your name out there if you're unhealthy. Because the body says we don't have the energy because we don't have enough protein, our sugar levels are all off, our thyroid is off, you know, balance, equilibrium is off. All of it is not at a place where you can go and handle your business. And that sucks. And it's a poor reflection on you. And a lot of other successful business people look at it too. Like, well, if this is how you handle your body, how do you handle your business? So I I try not to feel bad about that either. Because it's like, okay, at some point I've got to like focus, like get it together. And Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was my weekend. <laughs> um, my weekend was full of instances of trying not to feel like a huge disappointment. And I guess there's nothing you can really do about that. I guess there's nothing you can do about that feeling because we all have it. We all have those moments where we feel completely inadequate against other people. And again, we always go back to, okay, if you're on social media all the time, even though you're not looking at the post in that perspective, it still is subconsciously being dug into your brain that all these other people are doing way better than you. And they have all this time and all this energy to do all this. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> I I'm tired. Like I and I don't even have kids. I, this is a lot. This is this is a lot to look at various computers all day, all weekend, and then I look at TV like just to kind of wind down. I may read. There's more TV than reading. Um, <laughs> when I say TV, I mean like Netflix. Or like um, Amazon Prime. There's more of that. Um, but I've got to get back to the reading. That's a definite important part of this, <laughs> this business journey. Um, just making sure the brain is at capacity to handle, you know, conversations. Um, but yeah, that's something that people have got to stop doing. Myself included. Is stop allowing the, oh, look at my day. Look how many items I sold. Look how many items I listed. Oh, I was able to uh, source all these different clothes. And I have a large basement where I can house all this stuff. Because I'm married. And, you know, my husband's a doctor. And we make all this money. And, you know, I can do all these things. I'm so blessed. you got to, you know, find a way to tune all that out somehow. I don't know how. I don't have the secrets, people. But you've got to find a way to tune all that out because it will get to you even though you think it's not getting to you. And I think that's one reason why I went into sale mode because it's like, okay, I've got to, 
Like I've got to move merchandise, you know, but I don't want to lose out, you know, on money. But we'll see. I also know that this is the time usually when, again, the enemy comes in and says, all right, she's feeling vulnerable. She's not making any sales. She's not making any money. You know, things are going really slow this week. This is when she's about to mess up and do something hasty. You know, and God is like, I told you to be patient. I told you to sit and wait. I told you to listen to me. Do not make any other moves. And so I was hard-headed. I I will admit. I will admit. Um, I went on Mercari and posted, I think, like three items. And I went on eBay and posted and then went the step further on eBay and tried to do the market, the marketplace store or something. They were like, well, people on Google need to find you. You know, how will they find you if you don't have the marketplace? And put your website up. And I was like, oh, claim your website. And I'm like, oh, what? Okay. And at a certain point, it just became too much. And I was like, okay, let me just stop. Stop. Like, don't do anything else. You are not versed in ebay (laughs) there's like a whole college course on ebay i'm somewhere out there i'm sure there's a whole college course on online retail selling i am sure you are not versed in this siobhan if poshmark was given to me as a platform then maybe that's where i should say this is the lane this is the lane that i'm in until god says okay i'm gonna give you two lanes to move into and clearly he he is not he has not ordained me in two lanes right now. Then Poshmark is, is where I should sit. And I think that's evident by today's little hiccup. So, you know, that that was my weekend. That was my weekend. You know, I have it on my board. My goal, my goal for the month of April is 20 sales for the month. 20 sales for the month. You know, for March, I did, oh, 10, 11 so for the month of March, and I even start March 1st. I started like March 3rd, March 4th on Poshmark. And here it is, March 31st. I, it sh- what should have been 11 items sold. And I can tell you for sure. Let's, let me go to my Poshmark store. Uh, or my closet, sorry. So when I look at my my sales on Poshmark, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Should have had eleven, but it's ten sales. Ten sales. I've got one that's out there pending acceptance, and one that has shipped already. Um, and so eight of them have actually been earned like money that's in my business account, but then total sales for the month of March is 10. So I think that that's good. Um, you know, for being new on, on the app and being a new seller, you know, at at the end of the day, I am a saleswoman. So, so I think that's really good that I did 10 in the business world to be 10 units, (laughs) (laughs) so for the month of April my goal is 20 and again I feel like I'm on a bad start but hey this is still the 31st over here in Las Vegas it's still the 31st now wherever you be it it might be the first of April but I haven't gotten there yet so that is the first step to helping myself cope with today's events and helping myself cope with the fact that I'm doing fine is to realize that it's not April 1st. Now, this might be a joke I played on myself, thinking that everything is hunky-dory, but it will be. So, moving ahead for the month, you know, my goal is 20 sales. And on top of all that, you know, doing this podcast, check. Um picks for listing which is listing on Poshmark uh that's a daily thing so 
I mean, until some more inventory comes in, I'm not really sure what to do about that. I mean, there's really nothing I can do until I go and actually do a sourcing. So that's TBD. Uh, email campaign, which has been on my mind for the longest. But something I realized about MailChimp is that did they change the feature? Because the last time I used MailChimp, I was able to batch a campaign for like 50 or so people and now it looks like I have to send campaigns to individual emails please tell me that is not the case because that is something that's going to maybe not use MailChimp and I like MailChimp I like how you're able to put your campaigns together yeah I don't yeah and I'm I like how you can connect it to Squarespace but if I have to send individual and and then I might have to use Squarespace if that's the case but if I have to send individual emails off of MailChimp, uh, no ma'am. Um, the Vegas VA newsletter. Um, now, I have some time with this one because my next issue is not due until May. So, <laughs> the first one came out in February and now we're going to have May. I still have to think about topics and ideas. I just have to set some time aside to think about it. And, Yeah. <laughs> Um, my virtual assistant applications, I've been lagging on that because everything has been Poshmark lately. So, and then obtaining three virtual assistant clients, haven't been doing any networking outside of social media. So there's that too. TBD. (laughs) Um, actually thinking about coming out with a t-shirt line to go along with the podcast and, um, just some sayings that I've I've put out in the universe um, since I've been in high school. Um, so thinking about it. And then publishing at least chapter one of my book. So those are all of the goals that I either need to continuously do every month, do every quarter, or get started. And that sounds like a lot, but a lot of other people have about 40 more things on their list. And yeah where the time is gonna come to do all of that I'm just like and exercise exercise has been on my list for the last three days do you think I stepped foot inside a gym no oh my gosh I even got an email from Lifetime Athletic which is a, a wonderful gym what can I say about Lifetime Athletic it's like it's like a country club. There's a cafe. There's a spa. There's an indoor pool. There's jacuzzi. There's an outdoor pool with swimming pools and a bar. People come to you and bring you food. It's wonderful. They provide everything for you. And the gym equipment is so bomb. And there's Zumba classes. Uh, I would have so much fun in their Zumba classes. And um, if you know my story, you know, once I was laid off, of course, I couldn't afford to go there anymore. But I got an email Friday saying, hey, you know, rejoin for twenty nine dollars and, you know, it's one fifty nine a month. And I was like, I was like, oh, the twenty nine I can do. But that one fifty nine, <laughs> that one fifty nine would hurt the pockets right about now. But if we had the Poshmark jumping off, then hey, you know, we could afford it. Um, But in time, in time. So for now, I just told him, hey, soon I'll be able to get back there because I I really do love that gym. It helped me exercise. Um, It gave me focus. I was excited to go work out. And now it's just like, ugh. You ever just need an experience when you work out? Like I went to EOS. I went to Planet Fitness. Something about going to LVAC, you know, I think it's 99 a month. Um, I'll have to ask and like 20, maybe $60. They were, they were having a sale. It was like free to join and then like $60 a month or something like that. So I'm going to have to go over there and ask um, because I I do need to, I do need to work out. I really do need to work out. So, yeah. So that was my weekend. (laughs) That was my weekend. Um, 
yeah, I just wanted to hop on. I still feel a little bummed out about what I did. But, hey, I'm going to pray about it and, you know, just go to sleep and wake up renewed, you know, by the grace of God, hopefully wake up renewed and refreshed and have a new lease on life and have a new attitude about how to move forward and how to handle um handle the business and um, yeah I'm, I'm hoping that uh you know I can I can get over that so cuz I have a lot of other things to do and think about and one of them is not dwelling on what I may have done wrong so yeah on a brighter note, I am very glad to have the opportunity to have all these ideas and want to see a bigger picture for myself um, because it was a long time. I think I, I discussed this in another episode. Um, I didn't grow up, you know, with this feeling of entrepreneurship. I didn't grow up with this uh, knack for saving money. I didn't grow up with, um, you know, old money passed down to me. You know, my life was, it was middle class, but it was middle class based on things, vacations. Um, you know, I didn't have, you know, parents who instilled in me, instead of us going on vacation, let's put the, you know, two or $3,000 in a savings account for you and watch it mature at 4% annum. I didn't have that. <laughs> so, and, and neither did my friends. And so now that we're in our third, late thirties, going into 40, my God, my goodness, you know, we're late in the game. We're late in the game. But, but here's the thing. It kind of is not our fault. It's kind of, you know, my mother wanted us to have the love of having fun and so she worked, she fed us, she clothed us, she made sure that we had a, a stable home and we had a loving home, and she wanted us to have vacations because she remember going to Riverview as a kid and how much fun it was to pack up lunch and, you know, go to Riverview and just have fun with her siblings and her mom. And she wanted she wanted that for us. You know, she didn't grow up either with the thinking that okay I should save all of my money and not have to have credit for anything you know and neither did her mother you know so this is when we talk about generational wealth you also have to talk about generational bankruptcy generational brokenness because it is a real thing and it's based on the the ideology that Black people, all we need to do is work. Just go to work, just go to work, just go to work, just go to work, just go to work. And as those generations change and as society changes, you grow in that society to think, well, no, there's something more. So my grandmother's generation was work, 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 work. My mother's generation was work, work, work. Okay, let's play a little bit and go back to work. Okay, let's play a little bit and go back to work. My generation was work, play, work, play, work, play, work, play. Now, my brother's generation is play is work. You know, so it's it's the evolution of what do you need in your life to make sure that it's sustainable. And unfortunately, I didn't have that. Um, the few times I tried to save, things would come up and then the money would be gone, you know. And even now, you know, I have... <laughs> I have a checking account that's supposed to be for savings and I opened it specifically for that purpose. Haven't put a dime in it yet. And you have to think, well, why? <laughs> like, what will be the purpose of you having it if you're not going to put any money in it? So tomorrow will be the first day. I've had it for like a month. Tomorrow will be the first day and I'll go ahead and put some money in it. Um, and every month because I, I just don't want to keep doing the same old thing but as a kid I didn't have you know this idea of really saving of being a business person um in fact me and money we've never been close like I would get an allowance and I would spend it on gum I'd spend it on barbie 
And my mother would ask me, are you sure you want to spend this $5 on a Barbie outfit? And I'd be like, mm, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have the khaki outfit to go with the hat that I already have. Like, that was my thinking at, at the age of 10. My thinking was, she doesn't have what she needs. She needs this outfit. It's only 340 Or I can get two outfits if I go to the dollar store. You know, she doesn't have it. And the same logic applied when I became an adult. And it's so crazy that I'm thinking about this now. I remember walking into Walgreens with my mother and I had money in my pocket. And she was like, are you sure you want to spend it? Because when you spend it, you won't get it anymore. You won't have anything. And I was, I thought about it and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I know. In the back of my mind, I was like, well, she's going to give me some more. But it was like a long stretch of time <laughs> before I got more. <laughs> it was like this long road before there was any more allowance of money. It seemed like years. <laughs> years. Um, I think it was like at least three <laughs> before I got any allowance. Or you call allowance money, you know. But I, I didn't grow up with that. It was with that logic. Um it it wasn't even instilled in me. So as a I guess as a parent, my question would be, well, how can you ask a child a question like that when you never instilled that set of logic in them to begin with? They're not gonna think that way. They're gonna look at you crazy, which I did. I was like, Um, yeah, I'm gonna spend it. You gave it to me, I earned it, I worked for it, so yeah, I'm gonna spend it. Because that's all I knew. Until a different set of thought patterns are instilled in me, that's this is all I know. And so when it when I got to college, because I didn't have a job in high school, um, I, I didn't even want one <laughs> until I was about to graduate. And then I was like, okay, not only do I need a job, I need to have some type of transportation, but I didn't want to drive. So, um, and that's a whole nother story. Um, so it wasn't until I got to college that I was like, okay, you know, maybe this is when I should start, but that didn't really happen. Um, I think once or twice I tried to save, but what's funny is that the one time that I thought about money as a tool to help me do some other things, I went to this presentation and it was back in the day when you had phone cards. And I think, again, I also mentioned this in an earlier podcast, but, um, again, it was phone cards and this guy who worked at Subway, his brother was hosting this meeting and he was talking and talking. And I don't know if anyone, um, has really seen the devil. Um, you know, that movie devil's advocate where Charlize Theron's character is in the shopping store with the ladies. And as the ladies are trying on dresses, their faces transform into demons um, yes, I actually saw one. I actually saw one transform. And I, I can't remember when that movie came out. I know I had not seen it at that point. But I think I was a like I was like, was I a freshman? I might have been a freshman or a sophomore. I think I was a freshman in college. And he was talking about money in such an egregious way, in such a slimy it was it was oozing out of him the greed and his face physically transformed in front of my eyes I had never I had never seen it before and I was like oh my gosh I quickly got up and said um excuse me this is not for me I've got to go and I excused myself from that meeting There are no words to describe when you see someone transform in that way. And it scared me so bad that from that point on, I was like, I don't want money. I don't want to have anything to do with money. Making money, selling money, I know. Everything from that point on to me was a scam. It wasn't real. It was a lie. It was the enemy. It was the devil. It was bad. And you can call it, you know, PTSD. You can call it a post-traumatic, um, you know, incident. 
whatever you want to call it, I know what I saw. And what I saw was not something that I wanted to be affiliated with. Of course, the following year, I saw the same young man at Subway and he said, yes, his brother's business failed. Turned out it was a Ponzi scheme. Who knew? Um, I knew I was not going to be involved. Um, and so anything that sounds like I get two and then I give you one and you get two and then that person gets one and they get two. Uh, yeah, now <laughs> do like the fish and Nemo say swim away. No, I'm not going to be involved in any of that. It's, it's hogwash. It's malarkey. Okay. Plain and simple. And so it took me a long time to reconnect with the idea that money could be used for good, essentially. Um, And it wasn't until I moved to Vegas and I, I was hired as an underwriter that it really snapped into my brain that money is this multifaceted thing. At its core, at its basic, it's a green piece of paper. It's probably not even green. It's a white piece of paper with green ink at its basic level. But because there was a system already built around it, you know, around the coin, around the the paper, there was a system that was that moved beyond bartering and just trading for goods and services. It moved on to this this inanimate object of here is my service. I give you this and you give me the paper money or you give me the coin. Then it's it's now crossed over to something that is used for many different things. And it does many different things. It has various purposes. And so when I got hired as an underwriter, I began to really see that. To see the business side of what money does for a, a given society. Um, and, and I really thank that insurance company for the opportunity because... Without it, um, I probably wouldn't be at this point. I would probably still be stuck in that mindset that, you know, money is bad and money is evil and, you know, it's it's taboo and it's, you know, this thing that you shouldn't deal with. But thankfully, um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy to think about how I used to think about money. It's just, it's just crazy. But thankfully, you know, I'm at a point where I can really understand that people who are greedy will use money for evil. Clearly, they'll use it for power. Clearly, you know, and I think a lot of a part of it, too, was just growing up, becoming an adult and seeing the world in various perspectives, um, understanding that the world is not just this one way. You know, it's it's various things. Um. It the world will birth, you know, good. It will birth bad. It will birth indifference. It will birth many things, and you ha- you will come in contact with all of them. But I do thank God for that moment because it told me who I was not going to be. And Jesus already knew that, right? You know, God already knew Siobhan is not going to be someone who's going to use money to, you know, sell and trade on the black market, you know, buy children and, you know, sell drugs. And no, 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 no. <laughs> that's, that's not my stilo. Um, so I am thankful for that because I know who I am when I do get to a point where I can say, oh, I've got billions, I've got millions, you know, I've got all this at my disposal. I know who I'll be when that time comes. And it's not going to be that evil person. So we're good there. So we can cross that off the list. Siobhan knows who she will be when she makes her first billion. Okay, cool. See how I said that? When? I couldn't even say when. I used to say if. When, boo. When we make our first billion. Yes. We are definitely putting it out there. (laughs) So, you know, thinking about money and that, that aspect of business and what it does, it really opened my eyes. 
Um, and still, you know, I had to work and work and work and work. But then all of a sudden, you know, it hit me that maybe I want more. Maybe I want to have my own. And now here we are. And this is, I would say this is, this is 2019. So I would say this is year two. Year two, we are still at like the beginning stages of everything. And I feel like, like once again, like I'm, I'm back at square one with something, which I know is typical. You know, I started off my business with virtual assist, with bookkeeping really, and then virtual assisting, and then that really didn't shape out. So now here we are selling and doing Poshmark and then now wanting to go into other um, online apps. And now we're back at square one, but way more successful at it than what I wanted to do before, which should be a cap. It should be a feather in the cap, right? You would think, you would think, but it's still not enough for me. And to me that says, okay, you're hungry for it. Okay. But there's still a process. There's still a process. There's still a process. You know, there's still um, timing involved in when your success is about to skyrocket. And I believe in the word and I believe in what it says. And so I'm I'm not going to make any rash decisions. Um, I'm just going to go to work. When it is time for me to not be at that job, And when it is time for, when Jesus says, all right, Siobhan, now you're ready. Here is your blessing. Run with it. When I tell you I'm going to run, baby. (laughs) You will have never seen a fat person run so fast in your life. Accompanied by a bunch of screaming and thank you, Jesus's. Because that'll be the day when I'm like, deuces. (laughs) Nothing disrespectful. No, no, no. We're not going to go out like that. We're not going to be disrespectful. We're just going to go in calmly. We're going to log in. We're going to sit down. And then we're going to get up and say, excuse me, I've got to (laughs) leave. So, you know, I'm anticipating that day. I'm anticipating that day. And until then, we've just got to keep keep our, you know, keep grinding, you know, grind my way to greatness, you know, grind my way to greatness and be sure that I'm keeping focused on the tasks at hand because this is not just, oh, I'm on Poshmark. No, this is like step 1A. Really, I can't even say this is step 1A. Step 1A was, I think, me getting baptized when I was in high school. Um, if, if you really want to take it there, that was step 1A. Step 2 was realizing who I am not going to be in business, which is this greedy, evil, you know, monstrous of a woman. And then step, we'll say step step 1A, step 2A, and step 3A was understanding what money really is and how it helps people, how it can help, how it can destroy with, you know, in the hands of the wrong people. And now we are on step four and really step five. Step four was getting to the business, you know, buying the LLC, you know, this is now step five. Step five is now you're in a total, you're in a mental change. This is a different season that you're in. Now you you really grown out here in these streets. You're seeing the whole picture that is not just the business. It's not just the podcast. It's not just social media. It's not just, you know, doing what you have to do on Poshmark. It is you showing people who you are with Christ. It is showing people that it's, you know, you want to call me boring and I don't mean to make this episode a a very, um, you know, it's not even religious. I'm just telling you my journey for me, business, the moment I got into it, even before, because I prayed before I did the bookkeeping thing. 
I asked God, okay, what can I do that will keep me at home and take care of my mom, have me busy out there and bring in money and help people? Boom. Okay. Bookkeeping. And I didn't do the right things with that. I'll be honest with you, but I did do some right things, but it still didn't pan out. Okay. So let's go on to the next thing. Now that we have to go back into the workforce, let's go back to the, to go on to the next thing. So now here we are. And once again, I find myself doing something beyond just praying. Now I'm really looking at the word and really understanding how it's reflective of the life I lead and making sure that I'm in a right frame of mind. So now within this particular step of the journey, we've got to get the eating together. We've got to get the eating together because the food is supposed to give you nourishment so you can have that energy to do what you have to do. You can't do that if you're in doctor's appointments all week and you laid up sick because your leg hurts. So I, I, I keep fighting, you know, against those urges because I know there's more that I have to do. There's, there's, now, I'm, now I'm being tasked with more. Because I feel and I, not not even because I feel it, but I'm excited for it, for me to do more. And if more is being required of me, that means I have to take this seriously. I'm really committing to a better life for myself so that others around me can have a better life. So, and I was telling my aunt a couple months ago, I was like, you know... Growing up, I always told God, I don't want, I don't want no kids. Mm-mm-mm. Cheerings. Mm-mm. And what happened? I grew up loving kids. A lot of babies. And I'm not married, but, but, and y'all don't tell my brother this, but I almost feel like he's like my kid. Like, it's like, dude, clean room. Take out the trash. You know, loan me twenty dollars. <laughs> you know, that's the relationship me and my brother have. You know, you know, it's the brother and sister relationship. We argue back and forth. We kid one another. You know, but the kind of relationship we have is now. I feel like I'm at a point where I really have to support him, and I really want to support him, but it's coming from this other place. Um, it's it's coming from a place where. I have to provide, you know, for for the family. It's it's my turn to provide. So my mom provided for us, and it's now it's my turn. And so, to do that and to do it the right way, we've got to be healthy. We've got to be healthy, healthy in mind, healthy in body, healthy in spirit. So we can't think that what we're doing is wrong and that we're failing. You know, you sit in it for a moment and then bring yourself on board out of it. As my mom said, I give you three days. Well, I'm not even giving myself three days. Now, especially now that I've talked about it. I've talked about it. I've done this episode. And now we're going to move on. We're going to move on. We have to. there Because there's other things to do. We cannot dwell in this in this place. I refuse. I refuse. So... When we when we talk about the this this overall this journey of being a business owner, there's so much. There's so much. There's so much psychological warfare and spiritual warfare that you go through. It often seems uncontainable. Like you just feel like every day there's something else. There's something else. But depending on the person you are and what journey you actually want and the outcome that you're looking for, you have to go through it. You have to go through it. You have to go through it. You know, I think about... I think about a lot of my childhood and a lot of the times I was a young adult in my 20s and and the things that I've seen the things that have happened to me, the things that I've been exposed to and things that I have not been exposed to. 
when I tell you it's amazing that I'm here, I, I, it's really by the grace of God, y'all. Really. I mean, really. I, I can't, and I haven't been through nearly enough as other people, but even a little bit that I've been through, other people could not handle it. And they are not even on this earth anymore. They have taken their lives because they couldn't handle it. And I've been close to that point, but there's always something that says, there's something else for you to do, Siobhan. You cannot do this. You shall not do this. And now that we're in this space, in this moment, in this time, I'm sitting here telling you about my business journey and my personal journey. My prayer is that what you take from it is some level of strength, some level of understanding that there is more for you to do. There's more for you to do. And you're not going to get there by feeling like you're a failure. You are not a failure. Did you do something and it failed? Okay, yeah. It may have been an epic fail. I get it. I get it. You might have other times when that happens. You cannot retreat in. You cannot retreat in. You cannot go to that place that we, a lot of us want to go to, especially if you're an introvert. Especially if you're an introvert. You know, you cannot go to that place where you're just like, ugh. It's like you don't even make a sound about how you feel. It's all in your head. It's all in your head. You are not crap. What you're doing is not crap. You are not a loser. You are not a failure. You're not a low life. You're not less than. You're not a has been. You're not anything that negates the power you have to push forward positivity and change. When you start when you started your journey as a businesswoman and a businessman, you were ramped up, boy. You was like, all right, I'm gonna get this money. Let's get that bag, secure the coin. You were you were you were hashtagged up, boy, weren't you? And now that you're in the depth of this thing. This is not the time for any of us to feel like, oh, I suck. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. That is the spirit of you giving up. And I, I, I can't, I can't let you do that. I can't let you do that. You're too good. What you're giving to your audience, to your clients, to potentials, to young people, to your family is too good. Mm-mm. So no, you you can't sit there and be like, man, that was a, that was a fail, man. I, I just don't know. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And again, we all have those moments. You can't sit in it, though. You can't sit in it, though. Mm-mm. So, that's my word for the day. <laughs> uh, I, I really, I really, I really hope that what I say is taken to heart. And that it's going to a place where you understand that you are needed. That you are needed for a greater purpose. Now what that purpose is, I don't know. I'm inviting you to go on that journey though. Stay in it. Because it is wonderful, even though it sucks at times. Even though you think there's no movement in time, there is movement. You may not be prepared for that movement, though. But I'm telling you, stay stay in it. Stay in it. You are needed. 
So that's really all I had to say. And I want I wanted to let you guys know what was going on today. And um yeah, I mean every weekend is not gonna be a bunch of sales and you know, a bunch of five stars and you know, I think it's good that I went through what I went through today. So the last little part of that got cut off, but I hope you guys can hear this. I was just stating that I think what I went through is a good thing because I would not have had a good word for you to go through. Not that I necessarily wanted to go through anything today, but I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, stay in the positivity, man. That's all you can do. Um, But yeah, keep it up. Do great work. Be loved. Be in peace. Be kind to one another. Most important, be kind to yourself. As always, and I always want to give my sign off. If I don't talk to you, then I will always see you on the gram. Peace, guys. Have a great night and a great week.